Hey everybody, this is Deepshil Pradeep and I welcome you to Film Deck, a chill fun podcast revolving around interesting movies which we all love. The second card from our deck is Lord of the Rings and that is our topic of discussion today. This time I am joined by my friend Kaushik Subramanya. Hey guys, who is a big fan of the lore and mainly the epic battles. Today we will do something different. Kaushik and I are going to do a complete recollection of the three movies. So if you haven't watched this trilogy, this episode will give you a feel of this amazing world. You know, it might spoil it if you have an epic memory, but that's fine. Uh, stick around till the end for the segment I like to call Review in a Few. Okay then, let's get to it. Let's start with the first movie. I think that's pretty obvious, right? <laughs> Fellowship of the Ring. This movie was released in 2001 and it was highly awaited among the hardcore LOTR fans. In the first scene of the movie we are um, shown a really amazing backstory. So uh, in the starting of the movie we are we go back in time and then we are introduced to the antagonist who is Sauron. We are also introduced to the creation of the 19 rings which were made by the great craftsmen of uh, elves dwarves and of course Sauron. So they teamed up in creating 19 rings, 3 for the elves, 7 for the dwarves and 9 uh, uh, for the humans. So these the mm-hmm. whole purpose of the rings was to help govern the races uh, and help them govern their people to bring prosperity and security. But uh, of course <laughs> yeah, it just uh, yeah. causes more bad than good. Yeah, so so uh, pretty so, stupid. Yeah. Because the reason the, the reason for that is of course the deception of uh, Sauron. who goes back to mordor and creates the one ring as uh, it was pretty obvious that he was bad and he went back and i don't know why they trapped him at the first place so he went back and created the one ring and now he has he had uh, total control over the other ring and uh, one by one he started with the humans and he started conquering all the started pillaging the villages and unleashed his wrath so mm-hmm. they fall to uh, sauron's submission uh, sauron's wrath first and all the nine kings become his henchmen as as in they are taken over mentally and they become the nazgul riders uh, the dwarves um, due to their arrogant features they uh, do not submit that easily so it is rumored that the rings are either lost or destroyed and i think yeah. three or four rings still remain and of course the elves being the most uh, supreme of the uh, good guys there they their, their rings are of course intact and still help them Then the next scene is, I think, uh, uh, Bilbo's birthday, right? Yeah. Bilbo, of course, a Hobbit, which is another species in uh, the Lord of the Rings universe. They're uh, like really short uh, men with like they don't wear shoes and stuff. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, uh, the people confuse dwarves and hobbits, but they're totally different <laughs> people. So dwarves are the more uh, uh, violent and aggressive of the. So uh, I think the starting of the movie it starts off with Bilbo, who is the uh, protagonist in the. um hobbit series um it's his yeah. 111th birthday i think and um, yep. gandalf the day comes to uh, give him a visit and yeah he, uh, he's a great wizard isn't he yeah so he, he's one of the most powerful people on middle earth gandalf comes to him and he uh, talks to him about uh, his birthday and stuff and then bilbo decides to go on one last adventure right Yeah. So uh, so so Bilbo writes a will in which he leaves everything his entire inheritance to his nephew Frodo and yeah. including the one ring. So if you if you've seen the prequel series which is Hobbit which released after the uh, after main, yeah. uh, after the main movies uh, 
Bilbo is the one who finds the ring. Uh, Bilbo goes on his last adventure with Gandalf, and during this time, Gandalf finds out that a certain a certain creature called Gollum is being tortured by um, by orcs. Right? Orcs are like yeah. the villains' henchmen. Yeah, they're, they're more so, like they're, they're actually converted elves or humans into chemical. Yeah, they're that. pretty like uh, gruesome and like they're actually really dumb. Yeah, so yeah. they'll be torturing Gollum, which is a creature. and then ask him where is the ring right and he utters two words this is like the cause of the whole trilogy he says shire and he says baggins and that's what uh, makes the nazgul which kaushik yeah you just told about they come they come to the shire yeah so shire is the place where the hobbits live and baggins is of course the surname of frodo and bilbo yes so they they torture golem because golem has been the keeper of the ring for the past 400 years Yeah. So, uh, and he's a really he he's actually an ancestor of the uh, hobbits. Yeah, we we come to his I think his backstory is seen um, in the in the first scene of the third movie which we'll come to later. So then next scene uh, so Gandalf comes back to I think we we missed out one part where Bilbo decides to go on an adventure and then Gandalf returns back to warn um, Frodo about the Nazgûl riders and asks him to leave, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, he, along with his friends Sam, Merry, and Pippin, uh, yep, all three hobbits who are like so innocent and don't know anything outside their shire, they decide to go to a nearby town and wait for um, Gandalf. Right, that's what happens. So uh, Gandalf basically goes to his uh, friends, uh, another wizard named Saruman, Saruman the White, yeah. who, uh, yeah. who 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 he thought would help him. So he goes to his castle or territory or fort or whatever you want to call it. but yeah. later finds out that he is linked with sauron and he's actually yeah. scheming with sauron he turns on he turns on gandalf they have yeah. an epic battle and gandalf is finally imprisoned right at the top of at the top of the tower yeah. yeah and then later he calls a moth and calls a eagle yeah that's that's just uh, <laughs> incredible <laughs> so let let's let's go back to uh, uh, the hobbits right they're yeah. leaving they're leaving the shire for the mm-hmm. first time mm-hmm. and when they're on the road they they meet some Yeah, uh, they, a group. Yeah, yeah. So, so the hobbits are on the main road, or whatever you want to call it. It leads to a lot of places. So uh, they're on their way there, and uh, the nine Nazgûls catch up with them, and yeah. uh, they're almost about to get to them when a certain rider meets them. They meet a man called Strider, and he says that he's going to help them, right? Yeah, he's going to help them from being killed. So what he does is he takes the hobbits to another room and then they watch the Nazgûl mm. kill nothing basically. That was a pretty terrifying scene. We thought they were going to die, but yeah. Strider saved them. Yeah, so Strider saved them and then they uh, move on past that place and then they go to a place called Weathertop. Yeah. So on Weathertop is the place where they are ambushed by the Nazguls and in this scene yeah, again. Yeah, and in this uh, place Frodo gets stabbed by Nazgûl blade. So uh, this blade is supposed to be the blade of the undead. So that inflicts a great damage on uh, Frodo's body, which is everlasting, and actually leads to him leaving Middle Earth in the last movie. Yeah, it, it's a it's a grave injury, and at at this time we uh, we see a new character come in, and her name is Arwen, and she's an elf. Yeah, so uh, Ar- she's an elf of Rivendell. Yeah, so Ar- Rivendell is another elvish territory. Yeah. So Arwen is basically in love with Strider, 
So Strider, Arwen, and uh, uh, the the hobbits they uh, basically Arwen actually comes to save the hobbits from the Nazgul right yeah. when they're off to another place. So in this scene, we see that Arwen saves the hobbits and they cross a river and she does all sort of elvish magic. And all that. Elvish magic and basically like shuts down the Nazgul completely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, all of them finally reach Rivendell, which is shown beautifully. It's really good. yeah. The for 2001, I think. VFX yeah. really good effects and scenes. Yeah, so um, then we see Gandalf escaping from Isengard. He calls a moth, and the moth calls an elephant. I mean, sorry, uh, an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so the eagle comes, and uh, Gandalf hops on the eagle and comes all the way to Rivendell. In Rivendell, by the way, Bilbo meets. Uh, I mean, Frodo meets Bilbo, and uh, Bilbo had actually traveled to Rivendell. small and short reunion after this scene is wait wait i need i need to bring up the the reunion because it's it's very interesting um frodo has the ring on his um he's tied it around his neck basically yeah. right yeah. and bilbo sees this and all those years that he had the ring mm-hmm. he had become so attached to it and it shows what the ring can do mm-hmm. immediately bilbo's face completely changes into like a weird monster and he grasps for the yeah. ring and this was a really It was a crazy jump scare. I was yeah, I, I think we have to really appreciate the actors' work. Oh yeah, and sadly, a uh, Bilbo Baggins actor passed away recently. Yeah. So uh, after the reunion, we have the the most one of the most important scenes ever. One does that that scene actually decides the future of the next mm, yeah. two, uh, the the following film and the next two films. So at the council, we have. All the species, the main representatives of all the good guys. Okay, we have uh, the king of the stewards of Gondor. We have a representative from Rohirrim. So these two are the Gondor and Rohirrim are uh, uh, Rohan. Sorry, are the two main yeah, two main two main human kingdoms. And then we have uh, I think we have a few Elvish representatives. Out of which one of them is Legolas, who's son of a king. And the, and we and we actually have Elrond because that council itself is called. Uh, oh, the yeah. council of elrond yeah. so he's obviously present um, so it's a, it's in the city of rivendell right and yeah, elrond is the king of rivendell so they place the ring on a wooden table at the center of the council and they start yeah. discussing on to what they have to do because everyone acknowledged that now they are in the po- they are in the possession of the most strongest weapon on middle earth and which has yeah. been used in the past by the antagonist many times to uh, so long Yeah, and, they, and they have news that Sauron is coming back, right? That yeah, is a big yeah. scare. So. Yeah. Because Sauron till now had been dormant. Yeah, so he was like asleep. Basically, he is in a form of an energy. He is not in any physical form, and he needs yeah. the ring to come back into a physical form and use it to rule. Yeah, rule, rule Middle Earth again. Right now he's in the form of an eye, right? A lidless eye. Yeah, yeah. a <laughs> lidless eye. <laughs> on top of a tall tower so that everyone can yeah. see. Exactly. So, so now in the council, what happens is um, Boromir of Gondor. So he's um, he's the steward's son, right? Yeah. Steward of Gondor's son. So he says that his idea is that he wants to use the ring against, like he wants to use it against Sauron, like mm. offensive. Mm. Yeah, but then you know. We, we, he stopped by uh, Gandalf, who turns all the turns the entire sky grey and stuff, and then uh, tells him, warns him of the dangers, which 
has to come which comes by uh, using the ring i think the final decision i think uh, there's also an attempt by gimli to destroy the ring with his axe but yeah, with his axe which fails miserably it splinters into many parts and uh, the final decision taken by the council is to travel to mordor and yeah cast the ring into the Volcano. So there and this a, shows the this shows the Hobbit's courage because it was the Hobbit's idea. Yeah, yeah, it's Frodo's idea actually. Yeah, he says, "Why ring. not just walk into Mordor?" Yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, that's so <laughs> obvious!" <laughs> yeah. And we also, I think, at this point, we find out that uh, Strider in quotes is actually yeah, yeah. Aragorn, yeah. right? Yeah. He is the the king, the one of the kings during. Uh, fight against sauron he's the heir of that yeah, so, so in the back story actually something which i forgot to mention is that mm-hmm. there was a battle against sauron thousands of years ago where elrond was actually alive so another part is that elves really live very long they're immortal basically yeah. so elrond was there thousands of years ago too so he and aragorn's ancestor whose name was isildur isildur uh, led an alliance of elves dwarves and humans very few dwarves apparently and they uh, led an uh, last fight against sauron but sauron continued to defeat them until the climax scene where uh, isildur cuts off his finger so when he yeah. cuts off the finger with the ring which i feel is one loophole in it because he's so strong <laughs> and he just comes to grab him with his hand like in slow motion and stuff and then he yeah. cuts off his finger and gets in position of the ring So the mistake here is even though uh, Elrond and the others insist him to throw the ring back into the fire he doesn't do so in Mount Doom right yeah on my on Mount Doom but he doesn't do so he is captivated with that lust yeah, to ring. keep the ring that really shows the ring's power yeah that the, the ring can do this grip on the possessor Aragorn is Isildur that makes Aragorn the true uh, heir of Gondor and there that that's the reason why you have a steward there. so this they come to this decision and we finally form uh, the name of the film right the fellowship yeah it's the five uh, hobbits not sorry not five four hobbits going yeah frodo sam <laughs> merry and pippin mm. and we have legolas the amazing archer mm. uh, we yes. have the dwarf gimli mm. Uh, Boromir of Gondor, Strider, who is obviously Aragorn, and of course, why we can't forget Gandalf, Gandalf. the Grey. So they travel, and I think the next main sequence is uh, they go they go through uh, mines of Moria. So they go to Moria, which is expected to be one of the main kingdoms of the dwarves, a glorious uh, kingdom which is basically dug in inside the mountains. Yeah, so it's a end, mine, basically. Yeah, mine. So they uh, enter Moria to find everyone dead. Yeah, it's it's completely filled with goblins, and uh, they go as quietly as possible. And obviously, someone has to make an error, right? Or else, it won't be even be a good film. <laughs> so I I don't remember Mary or Pippin. Someone, I think it was Pippin. He drops like a casket or some some instrument, and every single um, goblin wakes up, and they come to the room where the fellowship is. Yeah. So as usual, the heroes make their way through and stuff, and uh, they cross. They come to a point where they have to cross a very narrow bridge, and once they cross the bridge, uh, there is this really big creature which um, they have to face. Yeah, they, they, it's known as Durin's bane, or in specific, a Balrog. So yeah. it's a it's a fire breathing, or like a, it's it's a fire beast basically, right? 
so uh, gandalf tries to fight him and then he casts spells and i think we all have seen that meme you shall not pass yes you shall not pass yeah so yes. gandalf comes and stops uh, the balrog but what happens is when he turns around the balrog pulls him and takes him down with him so so gandalf actually wins in the fight and the balrog goes down uh, the mine and uh, but to our surprise the balrog actually uh, uses his whip like thing and then pulls gandalf along with him down yeah this was <laughs> everyone else survives and then we can hear frodo scream gandalf in that really uh, for me it was kind of irritating to hear but he screams gandalf and uh, gandalf dies so <laughs> let's move on <laughs> people who haven't seen it uh, haven't seen the movie won't know why You'll, we'll get to it. So, the fellowship then moves on to some mountains, and there it starts to change. The story starts to change. So they they come up to a hill, and suddenly the ring starts doing its job, right? It it makes Boromir of Gondor so greedy for it. Right? Yeah. He he literally tries to grab it from Frodo. Yeah. He attacks Frodo on multiple occasions. Yeah. And during this fight, like. Saruman uh, who's in Isengard starts you know he had already started making like advanced orcs yeah. like he crosses them with goblins and makes uh, like stronger uh, orcs known as Urukai and they attack the fellowship Boromir uh, Legolas Gimli and Aragorn fight the orcs but tragically Boromir gives up his life i think in order yeah. to save Frodo yeah so uh, so Boromir dies and Frodo and Frodo realizes that if he stays with the fellowship for uh, a little longer the ring will start doing even more work right so he decides to go away from them and uh, do the rest i mean complete the quest on his own mm. but of course uh, sam does not leave him and frodo and sam go together in another direction and merry and pippin get captured by yeah, merry and pippin get captured by orcs yeah. so now legolas gimli and uh, of course strider aragorn let's just call him aragorn Yeah. So these three try to save Merry and Pippin. Save Merry and Pippin. I think this is where we come to the end of the first movie. We're going to move on to the second film of this trilogy, The Two Towers. And this movie was released in 2002, just a year after the first movie. And it's mainly about Saruman's tower on Isengard and Sauron's, you know, lidless eye which stands on the tower at Mordor. So the movie starts off with uh, Gimli, Legolas and Aragorn searching for Merry and Pippin where we are left off in the previous movie. So they search for them until they meet Eomer who is actually the nephew of Theoden, uh, king of Rohan. He and his men are actually banished banished from uh, Rohan and on their way they meet uh, these three. So they ask if they have seen a band of orcs and uh, Eomer says yes they have and they didn't leave anyone alive and that they have burnt a pyre on the site so once eomer uh, leaves they go to the um, pile of dead bodies and uh, burning dead bodies and they start mourning a bit too early so uh, yeah so uh, they see um, a bit of a bit marks of hobbits on the ground and stuff like that and then they come to the conclusion that the hobbits have actually escaped into the trees yeah so So then they, they they go into the trees, right? The three of them, yeah. the dwarf, Aragorn, and uh, Legolas. And while going through, they suddenly see a bright white light, 
and they get scared that it's maybe saruma but then after a while uh, like the man turns around and it's actually gandalf and he's not dead he's gandalf the white so he has been sent back from the dead to save them now we go to uh, frodo and sam who if you remember from the last film uh, they went on their own they didn't want to go with the fellowship they went on their own to mount doom and along the way they meet this creature called gollum and you might uh, remember him from the start of the first movie where he utters the two words so he is he's like a, like a very weird creature and they have so many fights with him they don't know if they can trust him and gollum really wants the ring because it was his before but he acts all good and you know he he wants to make them friends and then steal the ring from them later yeah, so he convinces them that he can lead them into mount doom so that's why they yeah. uh, he joins so after they meet gandalf gandalf tells that they have to go to um theoden and rohan which is edoras is the capital of rohan so uh, he and the three protagonists they go to rohan's capital in where they find uh, theoden and uh, grima wormtongue and we um, come to realize that theoden is actually controlled by saruman the white and uh, grima wormtongue is the person yeah saruman saruman the wise no it's why it also it's wise so <laughs> then they uh, meet uh, grima worm tongue who they realize is actually the person who controls everything there and gandalf sees this and he he does some weird like spell or something and it completely removes grima worm tongue's curse on on theoden so na- so then theoden comes to his senses and uh, he becomes he goes back to who he actually was the king of the So uh, later on they all uh, become friends and all that and Aragorn uh, he befriends Theoden's niece uh, Eowyn so yeah. here they hint a romance story between Eowyn and Aragorn but that never kicks off so after a lot of discussion they come to the conclusion to evacuate the capital of Rohan and move towards Helm's Deep which is uh, the fortification in of Rohan the most secure fortress in Rohan because they know that some danger is coming and they know Saruman's going to attack Rohan anytime soon so they uh, plan to move to Helm's Deep on the way uh, Aragorn is separated i think uh, all of them reach Helm's Deep and everyone's shitting in their pants they're all scared <laughs> yeah <laughs> um at this point everyone's uh, getting ready and then Aragorn comes back right to yeah. Helm's Deep and they learn that he's alive so like any plot in this movie something bad happens but then happens for a good reason then uh, later on the elves come to helm's deep a garrison of elves to help humans uh, in their cause so um, the general of the elves is actually aragorn's friend and finally they fortify the entire place yeah and and while this is going on uh, since all of saruman's troops have come to helm's deep uh, saruman on isengard is just like open So what Merry and Pippin you know remember they ran away from the um, orcs there right like yeah. who were keeping them as a prisoner and they they kind of made friends with the walking trees also known as ents so uh, they and the ents just run into Isengard and completely destroy it they flood the whole furnace and they just destroy it. so uh, the orcs at were the orcs who have been led to uh, Helm's Deep takes the positions and a big large dark battle ensues. So uh, the orcs first attack the wall and then we start learning that the 
the fortifications of Helm's Deep is pretty strong and it's impenetrable. Yeah, so, uh, but later on we learn that they have invented uh, gunpowder now. So they destroy the wall and they attack inside and they literally slaughter everyone inside. So um, at the end of the war scene, we are left with I think only 15 to 20 soldiers with uh, Theoden, Aragorn, Gimli, Legolas alive. And yeah. all the women and children are being evacuated through the back passes of the uh, fort through the mountains. And at this hour, uh, Aragorn convinces Theoden to finally attack one last time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, we, I think I forgot, we forgot to mention during the evacuation, Gandalf leaves to uh, find Eomer. So, yeah, when they exactly. evacuate to Helm's Deep, Gandalf doesn't join them. So, mm-hmm. Gandalf would have told them at the fifth day, look east. At, uh, yep. And he he tells Aragorn that you can expect me to come. So, Aragorn mm-hmm. and uh, Theoden, they put out one last fight and they ride outside the fort. And at the right moment, we see Gandalf on top of a mountain with an entire army and they come charging down. Mm. And I think that's the end of the war scene where uh, the Rohan cavalry decimate the orcs completely. Yeah. Yeah, this is awesome. And like, yeah. we again go back to the other storyline where uh, Sam and Frodo are now captured by Boromir's uh, brother, uh, who is also the son of the steward of Gondor. His name is Faramir. And... Uh, he learns of uh, he learns of the ring and how it corrupted his own brother, mm-hmm. and you know this this is kind of boring. Like compared to all the battle scenes in the other side, this is pretty boring. And yeah. uh, Faramir uh, finally releases Sam and Frodo to continue on the journey to Mount Doom. I think this is where we come to the end of uh, the okay. second movie. Let's move on to the third movie of this trilogy, the last one. Return of the King and this movie was also released in 2003 which is again consecutively just after the previous one it's actually an amazing feat so uh, during I mean after they defeated the orcs in front of Helm's Deep Gandalf leads Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli and King Theoden to Isengard where they reunite with Merry and Pippin this is immediately after the Ents defeat Isengard completely and at this time we see uh, Grima Wormtongue and Saruman at the top of the uh, the Isengard's tower and uh, Grima actually stabs uh, Saruman because he has all the information about uh, the attack and uh, Legolas sees this and he shoots uh, Grima but he's too late Saruman falls from the top of the tower into a spike and he dies and just immediately after this Pippin finds Saruman's uh, seeing stone and when he looks into it, Sauron looks at him back. So, uh, right after that, Gandalf helps Pippin to free from uh, Sauron's clutch. And uh, after that, uh, Gandalf predicts that Sauron has everything he needs now. All he needs to do is attack Gondor. Right? Yes. Minas Tirith, which is the capital Minas of Gondor. Tirith. So, he rides to Gondor to warn uh, the steward of Gondor, who is Denethor, by taking Pippin with him. Yeah. Then we and during the, during this time we see uh, yeah that, that we see um, Frodo's stupidity emerge. So uh, Frodo and Sam who are actually on their uh, quest to destroy the ring on in Mount Doom, 
they they also have golem with them and frodo doesn't actually tr- starts distrusting sam and starts trusting golem more yeah which is so like yeah. it's so dumb because it's very evident that golem wants the ring yet the ring's yeah. powers just control uh, both golem and frodo and frodo tends to not believe sam and asks him to leave while trusting yeah. uh, golem yeah so <laughs> He, telling Sam to go back, yeah. he continues with Gollum, and of course Gollum plays his uh, his evil card, and he lets uh, Frodo get caught by Shelob, Shelob, which is actually a spider, a really huge spider, mm-hmm. and he gets caught in the web. Yeah. So uh, after that, so we come back to the main storyline, which is how I like to call it. So uh, we come back to where Theoden, Aragorn, Gimli, Legolas, uh, even. Uh, and yeah theoden and Th- they are basically collecting an entire army so there more and more riders keep joining them and aragorn gimli and legolas they mysteriously disappear from the campsite when they have reached about uh, 7000 soldiers through the recruiting and everyone's questioning this decision but no one tries to stop them so this is aragorn's brilliant idea to go to the dead man's lair So in the Dead Men's Lair, there's an entire army of undead people who have been cursed by Aragorn's ancestor, uh, Isildur, and he asks them to come to Gondor's aid in a uh, promising them a release from their undeadness, if you want to call it, uh, and finally freeing their spirits. And uh, during this time, actually, Faramir is, of course, the son of the steward of Gondor. He is trying to defend. He's trying to recapture uh, a town which is in front of Minas Tirith. Uh, it's called Osgiliath, and during this fight, uh, he is gravely wounded. And uh, Denethor, who is his father, uh, like he has already lost his uh, first son Boromir. So believing that his second son is also going to die, he falls into madness. At the same time, uh, Gandalf reaches Gondor with Pippin, uh, and. Uh, and Gothmog who is Sauron's main general currently he's a very yeah. ugly he's a very ugly <laughs> so he leads an army of thousands and thousands of orcs like the uh, proportion of orcs to humans is just amazingly large like the number of orcs just outnumber the uh, number of gondor soldiers in ministrith and the entire army come uh, to the walls of ministrith thankfully the walls of ministrith are very tall it's a very well a fortified area it's beautiful yeah the vfx is just amazing so the entire structure is very well designed so gothmog's forces start attacking the city and they try a lot they destroy finally destroy the walls and uh, the gate sorry and they uh, the gothmog's army forces its way into the city yeah and like at this time denethor uh, just loses all hope and he he thinks everyone's going to die and he attempts to kill himself and faramir on a fire yeah so at this time pippin alerts gandalf and they run to save faramir mm. and they save him but a burning denethor leaps to his death from the top of minas tirith just this is just before theoden and his nephew eomer arrive with the rohirrim yes yeah, so this is my favorite scene in the entire trilogy this is the best action scene ever made in the history of movies <laughs> according to me so guys please check this out so we see theoden and the entire rohan army on the hilltop and it's just a vast army of uh, soldiers uh, horse riding soldiers and they charge into the uh, orcs and they just decimate the orcs they just destroy them they start fleeing 
but plot twist there's another army uh, the bad guys army and these are actually humans who sided with the wrong side so they're called haradims yeah. forces right yes so haradims forces they ride uh, some elephant like creatures which are called olifants in the series so uh, these olifants are just massive they attack the uh, rohan's army and they start killing them left and right so uh, during this battle the witch king of angmar who is the uh, main nazgul rider i think we talked about yes. the nine humans who are the henchmen of sauron so one of yeah. them the main guy he comes uh, leaping into the battlefield and he's about to kill theoden who is the king of rohan but theoden's uh, uh, niece right eowen she comes in and she and uh, mary come in and they try to uh, battle it out with the witch king and uh, the witch king says that no man can kill him right but then yeah even just takes out of a helmet one cool badass lady so uh, <laughs> he says that i am no man and shoves her sword at his in his face and yeah. uh, he dies which yeah. he yeah so uh, later the fleeing orcs go towards the uh, docks expecting another big force of uh, men to aid them but Uh, to their surprise they find uh, Argon Gimli and Legolas jump out of the ship with the entire dead men army yeah. and unfortunately Theoden also dies before yeah and basically they just get destroyed the army which came to Minas Tirith is just destroyed because of the dead yeah so the good guys get a major win in this a uh, part of the movie and at this point in time they realize that uh, Frodo and uh, Sam are extremely close to Mount-Doom. and if they don't do anything uh, sauron is easily going to get to know that they are trying to destroy the ring so aragorn decides to march upon the black gate this is the black gate of mordor as a distraction so that uh, you know frodo and sam can reach mordor so this is such an unproportionate uh, like it's so crazy like sauron still has so much of an army left and this is again like the stupidity of the villain he could have directly taken the same army and attacked minister but he chose to keep it behind his black gate and we see that massive army um so aragorn's army draws out sauron's remaining forces emptying mordor which allows frodo and sam to reach the wall gate yeah so uh, aragorn's forces charge upon the uh, uh, might of all of the might of sauron's forces but at the starting of the battle i think one or one and a half minutes within the ba- battle we see that Uh, Frodo has actually thrown the ring into the volcano. The that process too is a bit complicated. When Frodo is about to do it, he is controlled by the ring. He is yeah. He decides yeah. not to do it. Similar to how Isildur didn't want to throw the ring. Yeah, thousands of years ago. But Gollum comes and he steals, tries to take the ring from Frodo. And when he does take the ring, he's pushed inside the volcano. So he gets yeah. what he wants, but at the same time, uh, he dies in the volcano, and so does the ring. finally gets destroyed and this destruction of the ring causes the destruction of sauron's uh, tower with your uh, lidless eye so yes. uh, the tower uh, comes falling down and that's the death or the end of the main antagonist yeah and the whole army just disintegrates mm. and like they are completely free and and at this time the the mount doom is like breaking into pieces mm. and of course uh, the savior the eagles right yeah. <laughs> so so the eagles are sent by gandalf to save uh, uh, frodo and sam 
so the funny part of this which many people have cited is that the eagles could have done the entire work throughout the three movies gandalf could have just hopped on eagles instead of walking all the way there and they could have just flown over mordor or even if they were unsuccessful they could have reached mordor that way at least they yeah. could have just thrown the ring in the sky <laughs> <laughs> exactly and uh, now we come to you know the happy ending so uh, we come back right to uh, minas tirith and yeah everyone comes back the eagles bring back the hobbit to minas tirith mm-hmm. aragorn is crowned king of gondor and takes arwen who is the elf uh, mm-hmm. as his queen and they all bow down to the hobbits it's a really emotional scene yeah so uh, the hobbits who are known to be non adventurous and lazy but they actually took the risk of uh, going all the way to mordor so it deserved what they got in the end yeah. and a few years later uh, frodo departs for departs middle earth for yeah. the undying lands with his uncle bilbo gandalf and the others so the concept behind them leaving middle earth and going towards undying lands is that bilbo and frodo have been heavily influenced by the ring and staying yeah. in middle earth will not do them any good they may die very uh, immediately or they may influence others because they have been heavily influenced by the ring so they are sent to the undying lands lands and the undying lands is actually a place where all it, it's considered to be a divine land by the elves and it's a land of immortality basically let's move on to the last segment for today yep that's right it's time for review in a few In this segment, Kaushik will have to give a two to three sentence review of the trilogy. Kaushik, the floor is yours. So the entire trilogy was really good. There was a sense of justification in the end of the third movie, which justified the entire all the events in the three uh, movies. So the events were very fluid. There was one single plot for all the three movies. It wasn't very haphazard. There was a start and finish to the entire series. Every movie was just. was a good follow up to the previous movie and as a whole the movie was really good the characters were amazing the battle scenes were the best the vfx scenes in the battles were just amazing for 2002 right 2001 to 2003 so um the sheer size of the battles is what actually amazed me and is what i loved the most about the movies the character developments in all the three movies were really good you have new characters introduced their demise and uh, in as a whole the movies were really um, very informative and very detailed when it came to the costumes the uh, uh, of course the vfx as i mentioned before the character developments the battle scenes the plot as a whole so I think after winning 17 Oscars for the three movies and 11 Oscars for the third movie alone in winning every single nomination it ever received I think it just speaks for itself. It's a must watch guys. So that's it guys. We've come to the end of this fun recollection. Listeners, if you want to comment or share feedback, please check out the social media links in the show notes down below. Kaushik if you want to do any self promotions or shout outs feel free to do so Guys check out my articles on politics and international affairs on minervainitiatives.com Me and a bunch of my friends started this website where we write on topics such as politics healthcare and sports and also publish weekly magazines on the same 
the link will be in the show notes down below once again check out the social media info follow film deck on twitter at film underscore deck if you like this podcast please share it with all your friends and family this podcast will also be available on google podcasts soon as it is customary to draw the next card from the film deck at the end of each podcast let's do so hmm looks like we got a blank i guess the next movie or movie series is going to be a surprise stay tuned for that see ya